You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Welcome to the Vineyard. It's good to have you with us today. DJ was raised in a Christian home, accepted Jesus uh, just as a part of homeschool, just part of a, a godly home and, and came to the Lord and knew the Lord and uh, stayed and was educated at home all through elementary and kind of junior high-ish, but then went off to public high school because he's a, he's a football player and uh, he, he was wanting to play football. Uh, graduated, graduated, uh, very, very smart kid. Graduated from Rose Holman, got a very, very good job as an engineer, was making buku bucks. Uh, just really doing well, but he had a problem. He had a problem with alcohol. He was drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking, and then it went from alcohol to, to drugs, and uh, his parents were heartbroken. I don't know how many times, you know, uh, we, we would get a phone call, and we would pray for him, and we would just stand with the parents, and we'd just keep praying and praying and praying, and next thing, you know, he'd get another job. He'd have to leave this job because his, uh, his addictions was, was costing his employment. And so he'd go over and get another job. And then sure enough, the addiction caught up over there. And he was, so he had several really, really good jobs and all this kind of stuff. And then he really became addicted to heroin and could not do life. Times I, I would reflect on this and I'd just say, man, what is the deal? He has good parents. He's had good upbringing. He's got good education. He's got good, 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 good. But if you know anything about how the enemy gets a hook in, doesn't matter where you are economically, where you are within the social stratus of the culture. When the enemy gets a hook in, he's got some way to manipulate and cause you to go to the right and left, right and left. And until he does what he came to do, still kill and destroy. He wants to destroy. And uh, we were heartbroken. We just knew that one day we we're going get to a, get a notification that DJ had been in a car accident. Um, when you have so many driving under the influences, you know, in, in Indiana, it becomes a felony. So now his job opportunities are complete, but his addictions got control of him. So he, he can't get anywhere anyway. So there he is. He, he's, he's there and he's just, and then he remembered, he remembered Jesus in the midst of all that he went through. He remembered Jesus. And we just got, we just got word that uh, he's doing well. There's a lot of different ways in which the Lord networks our healing. And that's why when you hear someone who's preaching and they, they make a, almost a, a template that says, this is the only way to come to victory, it, you can't buy into that, folks. It may be how they came to victory and it may be how others similar have come to victory, but it, it doesn't cut all the way across. <laughs> He's living in Bloomington now at Wheeler Mission. 
where they have an in-resident program. And Wheeler Mission has been the, the tool that the Lord has used to connect him to find victory over heroin, victory over the, the drugs and the addiction and the alcohol. And he's still there. He's still working. He, he doesn't want out. <laughs> he doesn't want out. He wants to stay right there because he knows that this is the place where God has ordained him to know him personally in a fuller, richer way and also to go through uh, absolute freedom and deliverance. And so it's just been a wonderful story. And that just kind of, that was one of the illustrations I was going to use at, at Easter. And it caused me to go back to the Easter message that we looked at in Luke chapter 24, verses 5 and 8. Talks about the women as they're coming to the tomb. You know, they're, they're looking in their fright. The women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, the two guys that are dressed, mm, Saturday Night Live. I mean, they're in dazzling white, like lightning. And they're there. And they say, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Fletcher agrees with me. And I want Fletcher to know that he's absolutely welcome to stay right here. He will not bother me at all. Okay, we love Fletcher. See, this is, this is okay, we'll get back to the message in a, in a minute, but an exhortation. Firstborn children, you always have a green light to stay in the sanctuary as long as you want because mom and dad love and adore you and we don't really trust anybody in the nursery anyway <clears throat> and we want to make sure our, our eyes are on and, and we're, we're there. That's good. Now, my daughter has her third so Zoe, she goes to church and she looks forward to church. She's, she's going to church now. We're so excited she's going to church because she gets an, an hour and a half away from Zoe. <laughs> she gives them to the nursery people and she's got freedom. <laughs> and after, after two, you know, that third, you're, you're ready to leave it with a nursery worker. So all first timers, no, stay right here. You're good. You're good. Zoe, uh, parental relief. There you go. So that's good. Something for, you know, you guys to pay attention to, okay? <laughs> in the future. In the future. Okay? Fletcher, you're way amazing. We just love you. Oh. It's okay, Dad. So meanwhile, back at the text. <clears throat> Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember, and we looked at that, remember. The things that causes us to, to forget is traumas. And they just, they just saw a horrible crucifixion. They just saw a passion suffering, a whipping, a bleeding, a suffering Messiah. They just witnessed so much horror that they forgot what Jesus had told them. He said, go to Galilee. You know, and I, I'm going to show up. After the third day, I'll be raised and, and go. And I'll meet with you. So they, they, they said, remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified on the third day and be raised again. Then they remembered his words. 
remember is the theme today. Then we're going to remember, right? And at my age, you need every help you can possibly get to remember, to remember what it was that I, I thought. Uh, Michelle put up a sign in the office about people my age that we can go out and hide our own Easter eggs because in a few minutes we'll forget where we put them. So we can, we can just go right out and, and do that. But remembering is so important. Remembering has always been important for God's people. And back before there was print, there was oral tradition, and so things were taught. Parents would teach their kids all the incredible stories that God had done, how he got them out of, uh, out of Egypt. They would, they would tell them the stories. They would continue to tell, and they would remember it. They would tell it to their children. They would tell it to their children. They would tell it to their children. They'd repeat it when they sit down, when they rise up, when they're walking, uh, when they're in a camel caravan. They would continue to teach and remind one another all that God has done. And that's so important. So that takes us to Psalm 77. This is our text for the day. Amen. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and my soul refused to be comforted. I remembered you, O God. And I groaned, I mused, and my spirit grew faint. Selah. Now the structure of this psalm is really interesting because everywhere you find a Selah, we're going to hit a new, new phase. Verse 4. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart mused and my spirit inquired, will the Lord reject me forever? Will he never show his favor again? He has, unfailing lo has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Selah. Verse 10, then I thought, to this I will appeal, the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeem your people, the descendants of Jacob, Joseph, Selah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have sent Jesus to us. And we thank you, Jesus, that you came out of your great love for the Father and for us. We thank you that as you've returned huh, to your rightful place, that you've released the Holy Spirit on the earth. And Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you are the paraclete. You are the one who has, has been called to bring to remembrance all that Jesus said and did. And so we welcome your ministry among us, Holy Spirit. We ask that you remind us of all the things that we have forgotten, 
that you remind us of the things that we have grown too familiar with, that you would remind us in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was in distress, I remembered the Lord. Hmm. I called for him. This, this is a psalm that uh, the psalmist is, has composed out of, out of really distress. It's in the place of distress that he's crying out to God. He's crying out to the Lord. He's, he's lifting up his, his hands, his untiring hands. He's not going to get tired. He's going to continue to make an appeal to heaven. He's crying out to the Lord. And he remembers God. He just remembers in the midst of his distress. A lot of times the enemy so orders our circumstances that we forget God. We get so overwhelmed by the catastrophes of of life and and the different ways in which hardships and troubles come that oftentimes we just go and we don't even think about. Sometimes I'm amazed at how many times I've heard, you know, I I forgot to pray. You know, I've been worried and I've been, you know, pleading and I've been doing this and that, but I forgot. I forgot to pray. And sometimes we get so desperate and we're we're, we're so blindsided that we don't even realize we need to remember the Lord. We need to remember the Lord. I cried to the Lord for help. My hands were stretched out. My soul was in anguish. I couldn't be comforted. And I remembered you. Okay, so all I had to do is remember you and everything was happy and it all changed. No, he says, I remembered you and I groaned and my spirit grew faint. And I'm just thinking, oh my, what a mess am I in? When I was in distress, I remembered the Lord. Salem number one. Point two. You kept my eyes from closing. Even in the midst of the situation, it was, it was the Lord that was able to keep watch, to help me to stay awake, to keep my eyes from closing. That could be metaphoric for he kept me from dying. It could also be that he kept me alert and praying, unlike Peter, James, and John, and the disciples as they all fell asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's too troubled to speak. So you know the psalmist was a male. He was too troubled to speak. (laughs) Not. You know, when when you're too troubled to speak, that's a lot of trouble. Doesn't matter what gender you are. If you're a human being and you've got so much trouble that you've gone silent, that's a lot on your plate. Thought about the former days and remembered my songs. Oh my. You've got to remember your songs, folks. I'm amazed at how the Lord speaks to us through through songs. Whether it's secular or sacred, I'm pretty much raised on worship and sacred music pretty much my whole life. My kids, you know, they went to IUPUI and they have the, the class there on rock and roll and to where they got to know the artist, they got to know the title of the song and all this kind of stuff. And so 
they're quizzing Deb and I all the time, and we're just like, you know, if Isaac Watts or Charles Wesley wrote it, I could probably name it for you. But, you know, sometimes I get the Beatles. I impress them. So they almost ask me, what, what group is that? And I just say, the Beatles. I, could be a solo, I don't know. I just say the Beatles, you know, and see if I, because that seems to be one of the things that go on. Yeah. <laughs> but I remembered in the midst, the psalmist remembers in the midst of distress, he remembers his songs in the night, the songs that he sings to the Lord. You know, as I was looking at, I was looking at that first section, you know, where, where he remembers the Lord and he's in anguish and he's not comforted and, you know, and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, man, I wonder how that hit. I wonder if he's thinking about the song that we would sing today. You don't have to come, but you always do. But in verses one through three, he doesn't know that he's, he's coming. He doesn't get that until later in the psalm, but in the first three, he, he's, he's remembering the songs. And I, I wonder what kind of songs they had about God showing up, about God delivering, about God being uh, the battle belongs to the Lord. Uh, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And they, they remember the songs in the night, in those difficult moments. Mm. And so as they're, as they're doing that, they're, the, his heart is musing and his spirit is inquiring. And he says, will the Lord reject forever? This is important for us to realize, even this side of the resurrection, that there are those times that we get blindsided by things and we don't even, we don't even realize it. And it's almost like, have I been rejected? Has God forgotten me? Where's the Lord? Why, are, why am I going through so much? Will he never show his favor again? And boy, if you've been walking in his favor and you step out of his favor, the enemy comes and he dumps all the, the jamming dynamics that he possibly can to make us not realize that the Lord has returned his favor. And now we don't have the awareness. We're not able to perceive it. We can't connect with the favor of the Lord. And, and we conclude, well, well Will he ever release his favor on me ever again? Will he never do that? Oh gosh, I missed God's will, plan A. And so now I am forever disqualified from his favor. Anybody ever felt like that? It's like, hmm. Well, and especially after I did blankety blank, there's no way he could ever shower his favor on me again. Yeah. Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Are you kind of getting a feel for where the psalmist is? He's got blindsided. He's, he's, he's really going through a difficult, difficult moment. Has his promise failed for all time? Mm. When you get a promise from the Lord... And you see, you see that promise connecting with your heart and your life, your faith, and it's, it's bringing a level of connection and an ability to walk in the Spirit and to walk with God and be obedient and serve in His purposes. Man, that's wonderful. 
But a lot of times we get a promise and the promise is about what's coming. It's a promise that has a future tag to it. And that future tag is so that you can come back and remember the promise of the Lord in the midst of your circumstances now, because you need to know what the Lord has in store for you down the road, because right now you're going through a very difficult, difficult time. And that's right where the psalmist is. He's thinking, are your promises gone? Are they ever going to work? Because that promise that I had isn't working in this situation. And so, Lord, what's going on? Will your promise continue to fail in the days ahead with the sense that I have that it's failing right now? He goes on, has God forgotten to be merciful? His mercies are new every morning. And yet sometimes our circumstances are so difficult and so heavy and so harsh that it feels like his mercies have failed. He's forgotten to be merciful toward me. Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Has he in anger withheld his love? Have I done something that has been so disrespectful to God that he has now taken his love and he's withholding it from me? Hmm. I remembered my songs. I remembered my songs. We might have to have the worship team take uh, this and and find the songs that, that really go along with this, that we sing in those times when we feel rejected, we feel like favor's gone, his unfailing love's vanished, his, his promises aren't working, he's forgotten to be merciful. Yeah. Selah. I will remember the deeds of the Lord, his miracles. This is what he appeals to. The years of the right hand of the Most High. That's his strength. That's his might. That's the might, the powerful right arm of the Lord. (laughs) I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember miracles of long ago. Mm. I'll remember the miracles. As I was listening to Linda share her testimony and what the Lord's doing, I just remembered, man, I remember when she had that heart thing that she was supposed to die. But she's alive. And then what, a month later, Jim gets the same thing or something similar. He gets a heart thing and, and they're both sitting here when they both could be with Jesus. We're so glad you're with us. <laughs> Even though I know, to be absent, <laughs> to be with Christ is gain, but... We're glad you're here. But, you know, I I remember those things. I I remember so many of you in in, in the things that we've gone through and how the Lord has brought us from where we were to where we are. So wonderful, so wonderful. Remember the deeds of the Lord. Remember the miracles of days gone by. Remember what he's done. You know, for us as his children, even though we're grafted in as Gentiles, we, we go all the way back and claim every miracle in the, in the Old Testament. We go back to everything that God has done. If God has done it, we can, we can go back and remember it. 
And that's one of the things that we've been doing with testimony. We've been doing testimony because testimony by, by nature is saying God wants to do it again. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. And so when we hear a testimony of how God came and did this, when I think of, and I changed the name, but I call him DJ. When I think of DJ and I think of the miracle that is taking place in his life as he's walking it out, you know, at Wheeler Mission in Bloomington, I give the Lord praise because he has the power to deliver from every addiction. Even the addictions that the world says you can never recover from. Once you're addicted to this, you'll never, never get free of it. Yeah. But Jesus. But Jesus is able to get rid of everything. So I think of miracles and man, my song of the night is God of miracles. God of miracles. I love that. It rocks. Written by a young man, Chris Kilala, who had just lost his baby. And they had prayed for a miracle and he didn't get one. It didn't, it didn't happen the way he had hoped it would happen. That's a better way of expressing it. And he went from that place right into the presence of the Lord and he received the affirmation, I believe in a God who does miracles. Yeah. We find that that seems to be the way in which we do our, some of our greatest warfare. It's the time when we really go from, from a, a white belt to a black belt, is in the crucible of, of pain, suffering, loss, when, when we're, we're experiencing things that devastating, that God comes as we continue to press in toward him and we see breakthrough. I don't know where you're at today, but I'm, I've been praying all morning that there would be breakthrough at whatever level that you are pursuing breakthrough in your life. Whatever's happening, however the, the enemy's coming against you, that you would know the breakthrough that comes from a loving God, a God who is mighty and powerful. I meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O oh God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? He's a great God. And it's when we, when we are not experiencing the full manifestation of his greatness that we continue to confess that he's great, that we are bringing down the things that the enemy has constructed to keep us in bondage, to keep us as a captive you are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. Mm. Uh, sometimes we, 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 like, we like to see, do, would you like to see more miracles, more demonstrations of the power of God among the people? Among the people? Mm. Isn't that, that's kind of our heart. We want to see it here. We want to see it out in the marketplace. We want to see it with brothers and sisters in Christ. We want to see it with unbelievers. We want to see it with people who don't know how good God is. And they encounter the goodness of God in a demonstration of power. The miraculous, healing, deliverance, breakthrough, prophetic words that liberate. Yeah. With your mighty arm, you redeem your people. 
He is a redeemer. He is a redeemer. Let's remember our redeemer. So if we're in, in need of help, we're in distress, remember him. Remember the songs that he's given to you, especially in the night. Remember his deeds and his miracles. Remember your Redeemer. Let's just kind of quiet ourselves before the Lord. I had the feeling that there was at least one, maybe more, that are in places of desperation. That you've been crying out and, and, and you haven't seen the breakthrough. And, and you've, you've been doing everything you know to do, but you're not getting through on whatever it is. We want to proclaim and declare that Jesus triumphs over everything. Amen. He triumphs over every circumstance. He triumphs over every addiction. He triumphs over every form of captivity that the enemy will try to restrict and limit his children with. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, just now that you would bring revelation to us and awareness of where, where we need to be free, where we need to see the miraculous power, where we need to be uh, delivered from whatever's restraining and restricting. I think there's probably some, some real difficult situations that are troubling. But I also see some, some things within our thinking. The psalmist used the, the over and over, it's repeated through this psalm, and I had the thought too. And the enemy always tries to keep us from making Jesus our first thought. He tries to keep us from making remembering our first thought. So, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be alive and active in our minds right now and that there would be the removal of every agreement and every stronghold that causes us not to remember but to look to a, a false Messiah, a, a, a quick fix, a counterfeit option. I pray, Lord, that you would give us freedom from all counterfeits and that you would put within our minds to the front and foremost part to remember you. To remember our Redeemer. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.